You are now checked in to Stand Up New York Labs. Oh, yeah. Very serious. Coming to you from Stand Up New York Labs, this is the Mandatory Samson Podcast, starring Chris Flannery. Now I don't want to introduce myself. Joey Noe. And Andrew Genelosi. Thanks. Ah. Woo! Woo! With production from Little Joe Harari. Uh, hi, everybody. Welcome to the show. Uh, we're very excited to be here. I think we have a good episode for you today. Dare I say a great episode. Uh, after... Three straight uh, dark ones. Uh, tough subject material. Yeah. We have a little bit uh, of a lighter episode planned. Yeah. I think still serious topics, but a little bit lighter. So strap in for this. I think it's going to be a lot of fun. I want to just say a little housekeeping, uh, house cleaning, whatever, okay. off the bat. We're, this is a Thursday. The episode's coming out tonight. Next week and the following week, we're going to record on Tuesdays. Because of the holidays, we got Christmas and New Year's coming up, mm-hmm. but the episode will still come out regular regular time. Sure. Nice. So, just so you know that, uh, in case the stuff is like a couple of days old or whatever, that's that's what happened. And next week is the Christmas episode, so yeah. look forward to that because yeah. it's going to be a lot of fun. It should be a good one, right? We're going to have uh, a couple special guests. I think it's going to be yeah, great. It'll be good. Um, I just want to say, guys, uh, send me Snapchats. Uh, I wasn't into it. I'm starting to get into it. I, I like uh, checking out the updates and shit like that. Send me cool stuff, whatever. I appreciate it. It's a man stamp on Snapchat. You guys aren't on Snapchat, right? No. I am on Snapchat. Oh, Joey, what is your Snapchat? Joey from Jersey. Jersey with a Z. Yes. Okay. Uh, you like the boob pics. That's it. You know, I've gotten a few. I'm not going to yeah. lie. Uh, but I appreciate all uh, all snaps. Yeah, okay. I do. I think it's fun. Sure. Um. <laughs> I uh, I also wanted to say, based on the last couple episodes, I had some really good conversations on Twitter with people, like about torture. Oh yeah, oh, nice. and like I love the feedback. I mean, I don't necessarily love talking about torture no. all the time, but I do really enjoy the feedback. Uh, it's cool. I like talking to people. So if you want to tweet me, it's at Mansamp. Uh, what else? Oh, subscribe on SoundCloud. Yes, please do. It's uh, SoundCloud.com/slash Mandatory Samson. People are doing that. That's great. Uh-huh. Yeah, thanks, guys. Uh, but go on, subscribe, so that way when the episode comes out, you get notified and you're good to go as soon as it comes out. Mm-hmm. Um, what else did I want to bring up right off the bat? Oh yeah, we got an email from someone, and I wanted to read it because I think it's a pretty cool email. And definitely, I encourage you to send emails to MandatorySamson at gmail.com. We will uh, probably answer your email or possibly talk about it on the show if it's a good one. Um, all right, so this is an email we got right before we uh, get started with anything. Mansamp and friends, I'm a TFM podcast listener, and since Mansamp himself produces that one, I decided to hop over to this one after the relentless plugs during the news section. Nice. Um, hey, buddy. I just mentioned it once an episode. Okay, it's not relentless, but I <laughs> but fine. I'm glad. And look, it worked because you came over and listened. So suck it. Uh, all three of you guys do an awesome job. Well, thank you, sir. Yes. Uh, first, a request for Joey. What? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> when Chris and Andy talk shit, you need to give it back to him, bro. You're a bad friend if you don't call at least one person a puddle of sperm on a podcast once in your life. You're a puddle of sperm. 
No, you all right. That one doesn't count. <laughs> you wait for it. You find a spot as we go. I'll pick my timing. Yeah, and then you call call one of us down. That's right? okay. Um, we'll give you a do over. <laughs> yeah, Thank that you. one doesn't count. That was a practice. Uh, he continues. I may not agree a hundred percent with everything you say, but you guys do a solid job of not being total fuckers and make good points. Well, thank you. And <laughs> Thanks, that's man. probably the highest compliment we can get: not being total fuckers. Yeah. Yeah. Um, he says, I'm a senior in college and with only one semester left, trying to lock down a job uh, that isn't retail or flipping burgers, not that there's anything wrong with that, is stressful. It'd be great if you guys could talk about your first jobs out of school and what got you to where you are today. Anyway, much respect to all three of you and keep up the good work, BC. P.S. I'm digging the music at the end of the wrap, uh, at the end to wrap up the show. Nice. Nice. Uh, to that end, we are actually going to have a really cool song by a friend of ours, Brian Wilson, who works here occasionally. Yeah. He's in and out. He's yeah. a good friend of ours, though. His band, You Bred Raptors, uh, off their album, Grant. It's a song called Tembler, and we're going to end the episode with that. Yeah. Uh, I think you guys will really dig it. It's cool. It's like a different uh, sound probably than you're used to, and I think you'll really like it. Cool. Um, as far as his question here, wh- uh, what do you think? I mean, what was your first job out of school? What, what do you guys think? A- any advice about uh, getting to somewhere good? Uh, that's tough. One thing definitely is, um, don't be afraid to work a job to, to support yourself. Like, you know what I mean? Even if it isn't your ideal job right out of school, a lot of us don't get our ideal jobs right out of school or even anywhere close to it. But, um, the, the one thing is definitely take a job to support yourself, whatever, you know, you have to do. And definitely don't be afraid to intern somewhere and don't be afraid to... I guess take some chances when you're young, right? Absolutely. Yeah, yeah no doubt about it. That's yeah. what I was going to say. I mean, basically, it depends on what job you're kind of looking for. If you're trying to get into like being a stockbroker or something, there's p- sort of a set formula to doing that. It's True. Like, get, get good grades, get an internship, and like try to keep doing that. Right. I, I will say, though, like I do graphic design and like more like kind of creative stuff. The, the, the important thing to do is just start doing it. Like do work for free. Even while you're in school, like there's no set time when you go, okay, now I'm this. Just start doing it. And then eventually you become that thing. You can kind of put yourself in situations where you're doing that work and then you kind of have a portfolio built up already if you're doing kind of creative stuff. But yeah, like Andy said, I mean, if you got to, you know, try to get a job that doesn't eat up all of your time, but you can support yourself or have money. Right. And, um, you know, while you're pursuing something that you're really into or if you're lucky enough, you know what you want to do right out of college and you try to you know try to work towards that but basically the main thing is to just try to find something that you like doing i think um and try to just pursue that as much as you can even if it's not getting paid for it at first yeah even if it's not an official internship or whatever do try to do work in that thing get involved in that type of situation yeah um i think this is the case with any profession any career whatever it is you definitely have to pay your dues for the per- for the first couple years or however long it takes you. Like you have to, it sucks sometimes, but you just have to keep in mind what you're working towards and the fact that you get to do something that you actually enjoy. Right. You know that'll that will be you at some point, but you do have to pay your dues and just keep your head down and work hard. And like Chris said, just get involved with whatever you want to do and just do it. Like, there's no other way than to, you know, and I know paying dues sometimes seems like a, a, a thing you have to do for a long time, but once you're through it, you're through it. Right. And and then you have, you know, this great career that you actually like doing. So. Yeah, absolutely. Well, and like you said, don't be afraid. You know, you're out of college, you're young. Take, take some chances. Like, yeah, you man. know, it, it maybe it doesn't seem 
like a clear path to where you're trying to get. But if it's even peripherally like related to that thing or whatever, get the experience doing it because that, uh, you know, never hurts to have experience. Then you don't really necessarily know what you like. Yeah. You know, whatever. You get to try some different stuff out. And also my, um, my advice would be no project is ever too small. Work on as many things as you can meet the people because even the smallest project can you lead you to that next big door no doubt that's a great point absolutely it right because you never know who you're going to encounter while you're doing that thing and that's a special like especially in kind of like creative or production yeah. stuff whatever what we do yeah but right but yeah you never know who you're going to meet who you're going to make an impression of and you know what the bigger the biggest thing don't uh be a dick like try to be a nice person to people <laughs> like treat people oh my well, god you know yeah. because nobody wants to you could be the smartest person in the world if you're an asshole nobody wants to spend time with you so that's going to hurt your chances you know what i mean it's like try to treat people nicely that yeah that's huge probably the number one thing you need to remember is always treat people and i know it's an old thing treat people the way you want to be treated but it is so true especially in making connections um as you want your career to progress absolutely because too you you don't want to be a dick because you don't know where that person's going to be in five years no that's so if you said point, the right? wrong thing or did the wrong thing absolutely or you don't know where you're going to be in five years right you could be on a good track some get fucked up and then you need a favor from somebody or whatever and then you, know, you blew you, that already yeah you blew it so yeah uh, so that's good. So that's good advice. Thank you for listening, uh, sir. We appreciate the email, and we'd appreciate emails from anyone that wants to uh, get in touch with us. I want to say this is a surprise to the guys. We got a new sponsor for the holiday season. Nice. Um, so we're going to check that out uh, in one second. Let's make something different for Santa this year. Tell them Jigglers. Yeah! Jiggler bells, Jiggler stars, Jigglers all the way. Happy holidays from Yellow Brand Jelly. Santa won't miss just one. Oh, Bill. <laughs> now I don't know if Bill Cosby raped anybody. I don't know that, oh. but it doesn't mean that Jello Jigglers aren't delicious and a great treat for the holidays. So, thank you, Bill Cosby, for that, uh, and Jello for the support. We really appreciate it. Yeah, Jello Jigglers. Those were a big deal at one point. That, well, they still are. Oh, okay. Raspberry. That's my favorite. Um, I want to start the episode with a uh, an article I saw. It's called "Earth Faces Sixth Great Extinction." Oh. Um, which I don't know. That doesn't sound good. Nature magazine did a, uh, a study. Apparently 41% of amphibians, 26% of mammals and 13% of birds will just disappear off the earth. I'm not sure. I believe that I, you know, you never do, but that's what they're telling me. The scientists are telling me that's the truth. And, uh, the spread of agriculture, pollution and overfishing are, the three causes. Okay. So just don't be surprised when the Sumatran elephant is not here anymore. That's what we they told you. Yeah, that's fine. I mean, they're not really in my life normally, but Aww. I could see how I'd be upset if they were gone. The Amor leopard? You're not going to miss it? No. The mountain gorilla, Joey? I would the mountain him. gorilla. I think that'd be, a, that'd be a tough loss. Fuck yeah, it would. Yeah. Gotta, oh, uh, you know what else? Uh, speaking of not tough losses, yeah. today is uh, Keith Richards' birthday. That hey! guy's alive for one more year. Happy birthday, buddy. Oh, God, I love Keith Richards. Um, I mean, he's he's really the canary in the coal mine for all musicians, people who are doing drugs all the time. He's like, done drugs his whole life. Yeah. His <laughs> whole life. He still does drugs. And, like, it's he's 71. Unbelievable. Oh, and he looks, I mean, he looks like shit. But he looks cares? awful. Yeah. But I would so like, and I got some heat on Twitter for saying this, but I would so like, if you could trade your life with his, you would. Maybe, yeah, maybe. Yes. 
I mean, the dude being like, in the biggest band in the world for well, like I'd like fifty to be, years. I, like, I always say I'd like to be me, but just with that level of success. You know what I mean? I, I don't want to be him actually, but like, right? I get your point. Yeah. yeah. Guys had a very cool life. Was it you? We were talking the other day where you told me about his housekeeper or something. Yeah, his housekeeper. I read this article and he lives near me. He lives like 20 minutes away from me. Oh, really? Yeah, his house is in Weston. And um, I've actually driven by it a few times. Um, yeah, his housekeeper did an interview with this magazine talking about she's been his housekeeper for like 30 years, I guess. Oh, that's a long time. And so she talks about how it's like wearing on her health to every single day she has to prepare herself to find him or one of his bandmates or just somebody dead in that oh, house. God. Like, and she talks about like going like, sometimes there will be like a trail of blood on the floor and she'll be like, oh my God. Yeah. But then she realizes it's just from him, like from a needle in his arm. Like right. that's all it was from. And she like says that specifically. Oh, and like she said, like sometimes she'll come up to like a bathroom door will be locked and she'll like, She'll be like, and then I have to hope it's not locked the, the next time I come and there's no bad smell coming from behind it. It's <laughs> like, oh. <laughs> Oh my and, god! Yeah. Why would he bother locking the door? Like, if you were him at this point, why would you lock the door? <laughs> I don't know, man. Like, who doesn't know that you're doing drugs? Right in that house where, yeah, I, it, it's, it's such a big house. It's yeah. it's such a nice property. Like well, that guy, yeah, I'm yeah, sure, got it made in the. Shade. Well, they were getting, uh, like, they were getting like pharmaceutical grade cocaine delivered to their door by Merck. Yeah, at nice. one point. So oh, it's yeah. like, drug, yeah, cocaine, different drugs can be bad, but if they're pure. You're probably going to be fine. Like if you're getting it delivered to you from the pharmacy. Like, I, I guess. I don't know. Well, obviously these guys are still alive. They're touring. That's true. They are touring. And, but like, yeah, I mean, the biggest thing is the man's worth $340 million. Sure. Uh, like that's right. like, how could you not want to be Keith Richards if you could? Yeah, I mean, aside from, I mean, aside from the fact that the guy looks like a monster, right. <laughs> but I wouldn't like I wouldn't hate looking like that at his age if I could have had that life. Does that make sense? Probably not. For no, it does. Like you would trade the the looks for the experiences. Absolutely. Because oh, yeah. like, what the fuck does it matter? Yeah, and nobody cares. Like people go, yeah, he looks like shit, but guess what? But he was ugly when he was young. Yeah, and he was like, probably still getting laid all the time. Like, of course, he's yeah. Keith Richards, man. Right. Okay, well, happy birthday, Keith Richards. Yeah. We, uh, we're all proud of you for uh, maintaining a... For still being alive. Yeah, still being alive. Good for you. <laughs> we'll see you on the 72nd, buddy. Uh, yeah. All right. So last week, we had to wrap up a little early. Uh, I felt like we, we could have probably put a little bow on the, uh, the torture thing a little bit better. But it actually serves a decent purpose because now we have a little bit of uh, feedback from the Bush administration officials. Okay. We have some polling data about this, uh, like we were talking about. And um, so I think we should just do a quick, it's not going to be heavy. We're not going to actually talk about forms of torture, whatever. We'll just a couple, oh, actually we are a little bit, but whatever. It's not going to be graphic. Just a little wrap up on the whole torture thing, because I think we should put a bow on it. Um, I wanted to start out with two quick, I mean, they're like 30 second clips of Cheney and Karl Rove talking about torture post um, the CIA torture report coming out. Here's Dick Cheney. 5% of the detainees, though, 25% turned out. Does not that meet the have, press? It turned out to be innocent. They so were in where, where are you going to draw the line, Chuck? How well, are you going to know? You. I, I'm, that I'm too saying high? Is that you're okay with that margin for I us? have no problem as long as we achieve our objective. And our objective is to get the guys who did 9-11, and it is to avoid another attack against the United States. 
I was prepared, uh, and we did. We got the authorization from the president and authorization from the Justice Department to go forward to the program. It worked. It worked now for 13 years. Mm-hmm. We've avoided another mass casualty attack against the United States. We did capture bin Laden. We did capture an awful lot of the senior guys of al-Qaeda who were responsible for that attack on 9-11. I'd do it again in a minute. Um, okay, two things real quick off the bat. A, the Bush administration didn't capture bin Laden. Uh, Obama's administration did. So the he, him saying, we caught bin Laden. You, we, that's a colloquial way, you stupid asshole, because you didn't fucking you didn't catch bin Laden. Right. Uh, the other thing is, um, oh, I completely lost my train of thought. What an asshole I am. I don't know. Totally lost it. Stunning. Okay. Damn it. I'm really pissed. I was going to make, <laughs> I was going to make a point about that. Ah, it doesn't matter. Um, so anyway, so that's Dick Cheney saying that, uh, oh, 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 that's right. We, for 13 years, we've avoided a mass casualty. Yeah. Except the one that you guys could have caught. Yeah. Like they're unequivocally and people go, well, it was Clinton. It was Clinton's fault. Okay. It was Clinton's fault. If Clinton or Obama was in office on nine 11, do you honestly think that the Republicans would be blaming Reagan for it or whatever? You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah. give me a, give me a break yeah, they, or, uh, or HW Bush. Like, Take responsibility. Stop pretending like there was nothing they could have done about 9-11. There was a lot they could have done, and they didn't do it. Uh, all right, so that's Dick Cheney. Here's Carl Rove talking about torture on, on Fox News. Says that President Bush didn't know about these enhanced interrogation techniques until 2006. You were there. Is that true? No. In fact, he says in his book, uh, describes how he was briefed and intimately involved in the decision. He made the decision. He was presented, I believe, 12 techniques he authorized the use of 10 of them including waterboarding this is in a footnote and it is illustrative of the problem with this report they the allegation that he didn't yeah, know. They, yeah they, they, they simply didn't talk to the people they talked to no one they simply read documents and 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 it's like the queen of hearts uh, you know verdict for you know uh, judgment first verdict second they, they they came to a predetermined conclusion before they ever began um my favorite part about this i have two favorite parts first of all he throws Bush onto the bus and he's like, no, Bush for sure mm-hmm. knew what we were doing. The second, my second favorite part of that is that he, he's trying to say that the torture report is inaccurate because it says Bush didn't know. <laughs> like, no, Bush, Bush did fucking know what we were doing. So the torture report's inaccurate. Like, uh, these guys are such weasels. They're such weasels. Yeah. Joey. They're weasels. No, it's just, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're weasels. I mean, it's crazy that they like. What a stupid argument! Like, yeah. well, they're claiming that Bush didn't know, so they must, so they're lying. Like, yeah, okay, good. So Bush knew, so they should all be in jail. Great, thank well, you for saying that. Well, the the one point I do agree with is they always just read documents instead of asking people who were there and who were involved what actually happened. Well, but okay, because so, this point keeps coming up and it's frustrating in, in the aftermath of all this. They're at. They keep going. Well, they didn't interview anyone that was involved in the tort. If you interview somebody, bullshit. For, yeah, it's got to be bullshit. First of all, second of all, well, because if they did, they're not. They can't release their names, probably. You know that's what I mean? true. So that's number one. Number two, it, even if they did, they asked somebody, "Do you did you uh, make somebody stand against a wall, just uh, pushing on their fingers for three straight days, and then whip them and do all this shit?" Are they going to say yes, I did it, and it was necessary at this point? No, they're no, going to be not. like, no, I don't know. I didn't do that. Like, what does it matter? They're going to defend what they did, probably. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So what, 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 what do you want to gain from asking people that were intimately involved? That's the same argument. Like, uh, during Nuremberg, when they put the fucking Nazis on trial, when they asked them, oh, we're just following orders, this and that, what did you really gain? You didn't think that the Nazis were guilty before you put them on trial? Yeah, that's true. You, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, well, what are you talking about? 
I, I don't know what they're talking about. It's frustrating. I know. Listen, I got some polling data on this thing because I think it's interesting because we were talking last week. I think I said 48% of the torture is okay sometimes. Okay. This is really fucking fascinating and it, and it falls obviously ap- across like on party lines. The first poll result was many Americans believe torture can be justified, but what is torture? Most Americans believe torture can be justified in, in at least rare circumstances, but most also think it's unacceptable to use many of the tactics that were, according to a recent report, the CIA report, um, used by the CIA in its post 9-11 detention interrogation program. The question, well, a couple of the questions asked, do you think the use of torture against suspected terrorists who may know details about future terrorist attacks against the U.S. is ever justified? 20% say always torture is justified. 28% that it's sometimes. So if you combine that, that meets up with our stats from last week. 48% think that it's sometimes or always uh, a possibility. 18% think rarely. So even if you combine that, now you're talking almost 60% of people or 65%, 70% think that it's good. You know, it's good oh, in some circumstance. Are you, are you okay with torture? Barely. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, that, uh, huh? Barely. <laughs> 24% say never and 11% don't, don't know. know. So really the only amount of people that think that torture is never okay is 24% because you would probably add the don't knows to, yeah, it's probably okay at some point. Because if you don't know, you're just an asshole. Well, I was going to say, what kind of asshole says they don't know the answer to an that An absolute question? goon. Yeah. <laughs> My favorite one's the last one about the... Uh, By pumping food into his <laughs> anus. Yeah, we're going to get into this. This is... Uh, now, then they ask specific types of torture, acceptable or unacceptable. Deprive a detainee of sleep. 55% think it's acceptable. Slap or punch a detainee. 44% think it's acceptable. Slam a detainee into a wall. 40% think it's okay. Forcing a detainee to be nude. 37. Now, do you understand that people are be- they're okay with you slapping or punching <laughs> or throwing a detainee into a wall, but take their pants away and they're like, oh, no, no, no. no, no. I can't have that. This no, is no good. They, 30, only 37% think that's okay. Waterboard a detainee. 35% in favor. Threaten a detainee with physical or sexual violence. 31%. They're like, all right, it's fine. Keep a detainee inside a coffin-sized box for several days. 28% of people think that's acceptable. Threaten to harm a detainee's family members. 30% think it's acceptable. That's troubling. It's extremely troubling, yeah. (laughs) Uh, Feed a detainee by pumping food into his anus. 11% 11 of people think that's okay. 11% are like, yeah, it's probably necessary. What was it, hummus? That's soft. No, 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 that's fine. I got to say, I think it's all right. <laughs> I feel like those are the people that responded yes to that. Uh, okay. I'm just stereotyping. If you if you talk like that, get in touch with me. Let me know. What do you think? Yeah. What do y'all think? Um, all right. This one's even better. Stark political divides on acceptable interrogation <laughs> tactics. This is between Democrats and Republicans. Okay. They just ask the same type of things, uh, the same types of torture. Rectal feeding. Six percent of Democrats think it's okay. Twenty-one yeah. percent of Republicans think it's okay. Uh, oh God! Nine, uh, threatening family members. Nineteen percent of Democrats think it's okay. Fifty-one percent of Republicans are like, "Go for it." Where did yeah? But where did these where did these stats what do you mean? come from? This is a YouGov poll. Mm. Well, what do you mean? What the hell? What difference does it make? Well, I just think it's interesting that no, never mind. What? Go ahead. That no, that the Republican side, of course, is going to be stacked, and the Democrat side is going to be like, no, that's not okay. Yeah, but, because yeah. I think that's that's wh- right. And and who was in charge at the time that it was going on? Okay. Republicans. I mean, that's look. 
I know you think I'm just bashing the Republicans, but these are this is data. If you have data that goes the opposite way, send it over. But like, I think it makes sense. To, it makes sense to me that Democrats would be less in favor of torture. However, I bet that after like a mass casualty attack, as Dick Cheney would say, I bet the percentages go up on Democrats' side as well. And we're going to get to some fucked up that the Democrats did this week. I mean, I'm going to bash them. Okay, nice. so don't be afraid. I'm going to bash the Democrats too. Uh, again, I'm I have a liberal ideology. I have a mixed bag of ideology. I don't associate with either party. I'm really not a part of either party. I just tend to agree probably with the Democrats more than I would with the Republicans, but I do agree with the Republicans on some parts. Coffin-sized box for several days. 48% of uh, Republicans are cool with that. 16% of Democrats. Threaten physical or sexual violence. 51% of Republicans cool with it. 17% of Democrats. Waterboarding. Joey? That's high. 60% in favor by the Republicans. To only 21% with the Democrats. Forced nudity, 53% Republican. It's so crazy that they're more okay with waterboarding than forced nudity. Like, uh, yes, forced nudity is degrading and everything. But if I was a detainee, I'd much rather be naked than fucking thrown into a wall or waterboarded. That's insane. Slamming into a wall. 61% in favor on the Republican side. Uh, that's such a weird form of torture. Like just yes. like throwing somebody into a wall. You know what it reminds me of? When in uh, Monty Python, there's always the lady beating the cat against the wall. <laughs> yeah. the that's exactly what it is. Yeah, I know it's insensitive, but it... No, I, I mean, it's fine. Look, we're trying to keep it lighter. This yeah, thing. we are. We're trying to keep uh, it lighter. No, but yeah, I mean, it's just crazy. Slapping or punching, 63%. I mean, look, honestly, slapping a detainee, I guess I don't even, I don't, is that torture really? I mean, come on. No. That, that to me is probably like the least of it. And sleep deprivation, 77% of Dem- uh, Republicans are into it. 40% of Democrats are into it. <sighs> I mean, though the, the crazy thing about that is the knowledge of how crazy, deep that sleep deprivation went when they have people yeah. hallucinating and like actually going crazy so anyway so that's interesting obviously the republicans are sort of uh they're a little more hard ass about this type of stuff. definitely um all right so i mean i think that's basically what we had to do with the uh the torture thing i mean hopefully there's some prosecutions um eventually I, i'd really like to see that i'd like to see a trial um i feel like that's a running theme lately and uh joe you got any final thoughts on this torture thing before we move on I think we put a bow on it. You know, uh, you you have nothing else to say about it. I don't know. <laughs> it's, it's so annoying. What are, what are you doing over there? What? What are you doing? Um, I remembered. I was wondering why I was missing ten dollars, and then I remember I went to the halal cart on my way to work. Oh hell yeah! Yeah. Okay. Uh, another kind of sad thing that happened today somebody jumped in front of the uh train at the 72nd street station yeah, yeah. mike holland was on that train. yeah mike was on that train and um yeah so i had to go around so i had to get up at 79th and i was coming down 79th and the cart's right there and yeah I, and it just smells and i was hungry and i was like oh and i had read an article on the train uh 19 reasons why the halal cart is like the greatest thing of all time or something like that <laughs> right yeah. so it was just meant to be yeah it's really really good i mean it's like six bucks and you get some fucking lamb over rice a little five bit bucks. of like salad on the side it's great yeah oh is it five bucks then? five bucks with a soda fuck yeah oh nice. so it's like a combo that's sweet yeah or you can just get it for four without the soda unbelievable uh-huh. it's, they're basically just giving the shit away but tip them yeah of course yeah. yeah it's really really good all right guys listen this is something that um caught my attention for a number of reasons and this is where i'm going to get to bashing the democrats this is uh i don't know if you guys heard about it but the senate passed a last-minute $1.1 trillion 
uh, Cromnibus, they're calling it. It's a continuing res- continued resolution omnibus package that mm. essentially funds the government as opposed to shutting the government down for no reason. It just so, keeps the government running. So that's good for another year then? Yeah, I think it's nine months, something like oh, okay. that. Um, anyway, so what's interesting about this is that Citigroup, but basically there's an amendment, there's a part of this bill that um, undoes Wall Street banking regulation even more so than it has been over the past oh, whatever good. ten years. Um, the c- real crazy thing about it, well, let me let me say this: this bill was sponsored by two Democrats and two Republicans. It passed the House Financial Services Committee fifty-three to six. Okay, so it easily passed through the people that are overseeing the fi- overseeing the financial aspects of bills in the Senate. The six that were against it were Democrats. I will say that. Okay. It passed the House 292 to 122. Of the 292, 70 were Democrats. So 70 Democrats voted for this bill. Okay. And also, I feel like pointing out, the Republicans are very, uh, we shouldn't spend this money. We should cut this and that. They are responsible for passing a $1.1 trillion spending bill, which they have to do because it keeps the government funded. We're not yeah. going to default. Okay. The troubling thing about this is that Citigroup wrote the bill essentially oh nice uh um, we're gonna take a look at it i brought a uh thing and you guys could find it i think this is on mother jones it's the city group draft versus what actually ended up in the final bill we're looking at it now uh the city group draft of this thing 70 of the 85 lines that actually ended up in the final bill were written by city group were in the draft we're looking at it. joey what do, you, what do you think about that the left side is city group the right side is what actually ended up in the bill all right, I, I just need a second to read it. No, you don't have to. Re- I'm going to tell you what's in it. I'm just oh, saying okay. you can look and see that like Citigroup drafted a bill, handed it off to them, and then the Senate just put copy and pasted what they wrote. Yeah, right that into is the amazing. Bill. The same thing. It's it's crazy to look at because yeah. it really shows you like oh, it that's is. who's it's, fucking running. This. Right, it's all the same. It's the same. Yeah, I mean, the it's the same. Seventy of eighty-five lines mm-hmm. are the same. And then the other 15 lines are probably just like formality. This is a good idea. Yeah, exactly. It's a very effective job by them, I do have to say. Absolutely. Well, we're going to get into how that works and why that's uh, dangerous. Basically, the bill enables Citigroup, J.P. Morgan, Chase, uh, Goldman Sachs, Bank of America, Wells Fargo, the five biggest banks in America, to use FDIC-insured money to bet on nearly anything. So basically, they can do speculative trading, speculative betting, and they can use money that is backed by the government, meaning if these banks fail and they need to be bailed out, the bailout will come from taxpayer money because it's insured by the government and we're the ones that are funding the government. So the banks have now written a law that was passed by people that we supposedly elected Mm -hmm. that enables them to do whatever they want financially risky whatever to get rich and then if they fuck up they have absolutely no responsibility that is literally what was passed uh at the last minute so virtually all these people could spend all the taxpayers money on fantasy football lose all that money and they don't have to worry about a damn thing. i mean do you literally you don't actually mean fantasy football no no I, I do mean fantasy football well i mean the, the, what they're doing well essentially the problem is and what caused the the recent meltdown is that this speculative trading and this derivatives market and things like that they're betting on what people are betting on mm-hmm. essentially yeah. so it's like i think that this stock is going to go up in three months well they're actually betting on whether that person's going to be right it's like this whole derivatives it's derivative of the actual stock market so it's sort of this like aftermarket secondary economy that these wall street guys are basically just playing their gambling Jesus. and that money which used to be separated by glass steagall which was 
community banks, money that you and I put into the bank is not allowed to be traded. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's no more. That's gone. And this this uh, Citibank provision, Citigroup provision, really erodes that even further. So they came up with a foolproof way to do the stock market and not have to worry about anything. Well, the stock market, here's the other thing. The stock market itself is not idiot proof i mean the stock market can crash oh yeah what this it does, has many right, times it has and it can and it probably will again especially absolutely like this. will what this does though it insulates their money <laughs> like yeah. they're not trading in the regular stock market like we are this is a derivatives market it's a completely different thing yeah which if my memory serves me right is moderated by 12 like elite bankers i okay. forget i okay. could do some research about that but i think there's just like a group of 12 that basically like set the quote rules mm-hmm. They're they're just they're playing their own game, but they're using your money to do it. Nice. So they can't get hurt by this, which is absolutely fucking insane. That is that it, is one hundred percent insane. It's crazy. Yeah. I mean, and 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 so let's not pretend that this is the, this is the thing when people are fearful of government. Fine, be fearful of government, the tyranny, whatever. But understand that the people that are really getting people elected and the people that are really writing the laws are not elected officials, and they're not in the government. They're corporations, they're banks, and they have no interest in you and I. They're just trying to get rich, and and they're the ones that are really supporting these politicians. And then you're telling me only six Democrats voted no on this. Six Democrats in the Financial Services Committee. Six people out of 59 Wow, voted it no. The only the only people that voted no were Democrats. There were six of them, but Democrats did vote for it, obviously, because it was fifty three to six. And then in the House, it passed two ninety two to one twenty two. So that's a significant amount. And again, seventy Democrats. So it's not like they're they're not guilty here, right? Uh, to that point, mm-hmm. and we're gonna get to the ultimate point of this is I want to play an Elizabeth Warren clip. Elizabeth Warren has received a lot of attention for something she said about this, and I actually. I, if I'm being honest, got chills when I heard her say it because I was really, really happy to hear a politician say something that she said. We're going to play that clip in a little bit. Really? Yeah, it's great. Okay. And it sparked now a lot of people are, are calling for her to run for president, which would be good if the person that said this thing could actually run for president. I don't know if that's possible in the current um, you know, way that Field. elections are financed and all that shit. I don't know if it's possible. Yeah. But we'll play that in a minute. I do want to say this. Democrats who voted yes on this bill received twice as much money as those who voted no from the financial industry. Wow. Okay. Yeah. An average yes vote of it for a Democrat was a $322,000 donation. They, that's the amount of money they got from the banks. Uh-huh. An average no vote, 162,000. So what the size of that is, if you're a Democrat and you get paid over $300,000, you're probably going to vote yes. yes because the banks gave you money so you can get reelected and stay in power. They're not, they're not innocent. Their hands are not clean in this whole thing either. I think we said it on, on one of the uh, earlier episodes. Yeah. Like They're the same part of one part. They're two different parts of the same party. They're all pro-business. They are, th- th- it's very infrequent that you get somebody like an Elizabeth Warren who is not uh, just ingratiated in the whole banking system and, and, and seduced by the amount of money that, they're, that you need to run for president, which is – a whole nother thing that we'll get yeah, into when we start talking about the, the campaign. Mm-hmm. But you need publicly financed campaigns. This shit's insane. Where Citizens United just allows banks and corporations and anonymous people to donate millions and millions of dollars. That, that's, that's not representing what the actual will of the people is. It's just crazy. Yeah, it's true. And this is a fucking clear-cut prime example of yeah. that. You donate. I give Joey $300,000. Joey does what I want. Yep. Period. He's not doing what the people of New Jersey or New York or whatever want. 
To the extent that you can write a bill 80 lines long and I'll approve 75 of it. Oh, fuck yeah. They, mm. they just copied and pasted it. Yeah. You know, and, and that and that is a legitimate thing that I think the Tea Party or whatever brings up. And I think they probably brought it up about Obamacare. Like, to an extent, that was written by the health insurance industry. Mm-hmm. Like, a lot of yeah. bills are written this way where there's lobbyists that get paid millions of dollars a year and their sole job is to hang around and hang around and hang around and get what their business interests um, – want passed into law that's a great job it, it is a great job i mean you're a piece of garbage if you're doing it but it's a it is a yeah, great job a Absolutely. sweet sure. deal though you you are you are literally in the cradle of uh you know the most powerful people in the world yeah you, you get to influence what goes on i mean that's what the what the Koch brothers do and you make a lot of money millions of dollars yeah, well yeah. yeah because you can't not make a lot of money doing something like right. that because you're you're corrupt you're corrupt yeah. you're corrupting democracy you're corrupting the system you have to be paid off absolutely mm-hmm. it was 30 pieces of silver right sold jesus out <laughs> these motherfuckers that's what they're doing uh it was uh, judas uh, gave up uh, jesus for 30 pieces of silver yeah. i believe i would i would have done it for 27 <laughs> <laughs> well that's that's probably what they're doing here it's yeah. like well i'll do it for 319,000 yeah, yeah. Um, all right, so pretty Just crazy. play the clip for me. Joey is getting extremely I, I'm excited. excited for the clip. Oh, I, I want to just say the number one recipient was Speaker of the House John Boehner. Oh, oh of course he was. Do Republic. you have the figure? I don't, but let's uh, say, as let's assume it was in the 350, 450 yeah. range. This is Elizabeth Warren. This is like a minute clip. Uh, I love this, and I agree with her, and we could talk about it after, but this is a really uh, encouraging thing to have somebody uh, – Say on the floor, and she's going to mention two amendments in it. I have those if we want to talk about them. Okay, but, but it's just I, I have that information in case you're wondering. But all right, here's Elizabeth Warren talking about the city grip amendment in this uh, Cromnibus bill. Mr. President, Democrats don't like Wall Street bailouts. Republicans don't like Wall Street bailouts. The American people are disgusted by Wall Street bailouts, and yet here we are. Five years after Dodd-Frank, with Congress on the verge of ramming through a provision that would do nothing for the middle class, do nothing for community banks, do nothing but raise the risk that taxpayers will have to bail out the biggest banks once again. You know, there's a lot of talk lately about how Dodd-Frank isn't perfect. There's a lot of talk coming from Citigroup about how Dodd-Frank isn't perfect. So let me say this to anyone who is listening at City. I agree with you. Dodd-Frank isn't perfect. It should have broken you into pieces. If this Congress is going to open up Dodd-Frank in the months ahead, then let's open it up to get tougher, not to create more bailout opportunities. If we're going to open up Dodd-Frank, let's open it up so that once and for all, we end too big to fail. And I mean really end it, not just say that we did. Instead of passing laws that create new bailout opportunities for too big to fail banks, let's pass Brown-Kaufman. Let's pass the bipartisan 21st Century Glass-Steagall Act, a bill I've proposed with John McCain, with Angus King, and Maria Cantwell. Let's pass something, anything, that would help break up these giant banks. Thank you. Um, Joey, go ahead. You were excited about it. What do you think about that? I think it would be fantastic. Also, I like the fact that she brought up a major 
Republican candidate as uh, John McCain. Sure. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's yeah, McCain's done good work on this. Uh, when she says, I would have broken you into pieces, that makes me so happy. Yeah, yeah. Break up the bank. That is the solution. They are too big to fail. If they're too big to fail, they're too big. You should break them up. When she says, basically, she goes, hey, fuckheads over at Citigroup, you can bitch all you want. I want to break you apart. Mm-hmm, and yeah. you really have no say about it other than your money. But if the money doesn't affect somebody like an Elizabeth Warren, if we can get the money out, mm-hmm. it's over. The game's over. Because if they can't buy people's uh, support, they'd have no support. Then they'd be out. It doesn't yeah. make sense. That's true. Uh, I love that. I mean, to me, that's that's real, what, what you saw there. That's a real person mm-hmm. doing something <laughs> positive. Break you into pieces. I love that. Uh, yeah, I think it was a great video. It was it was refreshing, like you said, to see that and to see somebody actually saying something nice and uh, and getting I don't know the right idea. I yeah, guess it's that, the right that, idea. That'd it's be what right it is idea. to get the right idea out there and instead of yeah all the failing we've been doing for the past however many years. Absolutely. Well, and it's a senator knowing their power. Mm-hmm. Their yeah. power is outside of whatever amount of money they get. Yeah, they got to be reelected and blah, blah, blah. But their real power is that they are senators and they can make law and they can make um, public statements like that. And they are not beholden to Citigroup or the banks. They're just not. So that sparked a lot of talk about her potentially being pushed to run. I think moveon.org has has pledged a million dollars to even just get her to start to run. Really? So... But again, but then there's problems in that. Now she owes a million, you know, like yeah. they gave her yeah, no yeah. this people. So we'll see what happens. But if that person could run for president, I'd be I'd be happy about that. I'd be really. Excited. Oh yeah, me too. You know, and I think she might run. I don't know if she'll get the nomination. I think it's probably going to be Hillary. Um, but that would maybe at least push the conversation left and, and towards something positive. Now, only you mentioned that you had two amendments that she has or that that they wanted to do with the Dodd-Frank? Yeah, she mentioned them. Um, Let me see. Did I bookmark them like an asshole? Uh, I didn't bookmark them, but she mentioned the... the Kaufman-Brown Amendment. Mm-hmm. Basically, both amendments, and the one that she spearheaded, the new Glass-Steagall and the Brown-Kaufman one, mm-hmm. basically they would just put a wall between public money, like a, or whatever, private money, citizens' okay. money in, in community banks, and what Wall Street could do with that money. It basically just puts a, a wall between them, so in case they fuck up and fail, your money's safe. It's okay. not that mm-hmm. you're going to then owe them billions of dollars. you know. So that that's basically what the amendments are, but you can look them up, but... Um, you know, it's basically that. It's just common sense shit where it's like they yeah. shouldn't be allowed to gamble with your money. Right. You know, which is exactly what they're doing now. And, and if they fail, it's going to be uh, going to be a bad situation. But anyway, Elizabeth Warren, very impressive. Okay. Uh, this is going to annoy Andy, I feel like. Okay. But I think you're also going to like it. It's going to be fun and annoying. It's a parody video oh, that God. I found really aggravating that I had to bring. <laughs> and I hope you guys... What is it a parody of? Well... Uh, it's an it's you know that song all about the bass that bass that bass uh, no you know I'm all about that bass about, about that, that bass no travel you don't I, know that I song don't, I don't absolutely <laughs> amazing okay Stunning. well good for you but you're gonna hate this then it's a song by uh, Megan Trainer called All About That Bass it's a parody this one's called Bitch in Business how is that anywhere near All About the Bass you'll see okay. uh, I wrote my no- one single note under it is mm-hmm. terrible. Uh, okay. <laughs> it is terrible. It's these three women that I guess are in business and they made a parody video about, well, whatever, let's just play it. And then if we want to pause during, it's so bad, but I, but I absolutely want to play it. Cause How it's long really is it? Uh, don't worry about it. 
Okay. <laughs> All right. So this is the parody of uh, I am worried face. about it. Bitch in business. Record, we could talk but... over it and we could pause it and stuff, yeah, but it, okay. but it's because one chick raps at the end and we have to get to that point. I I like the rap. You're you're, you're <laughs> you a... like the rap? <laughs> no, 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 I like the rap. Oh, oh, you like the rap? Yeah, I thought yeah. you meant you personally oh, like no, the I rap. rap. I was like, oh, when can we do that? <laughs> well, we could do that. Oh, we should do that. You want me spitting? Yes. Comes on too strong and should be less abrasive. Come on, sweetheart. Put a smile on that face. There's a chick sitting there on her laptop. You should try to be warmer and more nurturing. Man, the way she wouldn't budge on that part of the contract. She was being a real bitch. Because come on, you know that I'm a bitch. I'm a bitch in business. (laughs) Just it makes me so uncomfortable. It's like so cornball and like not what they were going for. It's so uncomfortable. It is. And I saw it online as people being like, "This is the best." Like blah blah blah. Like puts them in their place. Like, (laughs) oh, it's so bad. All right, here we go. You know that I'm a bitch. I'm a bitch in business. You know that I'm a bitch. I'm a bitch in business. You know that I'm a bitch. Bitch in charge. Yeah, it's pretty clear that I am not a dude And I'm told acting like one isn't what ladies do But I'm tough as nails and I'll fight for my side Getting called bitch means I'm doing something right Maybe not I'm getting those returns and making side sides making uh, that, that, was, that little shoehorn there was fat stacks She yeah. fit the <laughs> phrase fat stacks into something that obviously needed more syllables It's a good while I close away each gap But here is some fair warning should know that I'm a viper in the boardroom and a tiger in the side. Yeah, my mama, she told me that boys prefer girls to smile. You know, I think your mom was right. I think guys do tend to prefer girls that smile. Yeah, it's at it's least once in a while. Welcoming. Yeah. Well, I think these, people re- prefer people that smile. Yeah, these three women have a serious case of bitch face, though. All <laughs> three of them. Like, well, they're bi- yeah, bitch face in business. Yeah. Oh, I hate this. I know. It's Can a, we stop it? No no, 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 no. This has to keep going. This is our fun light episode. We need to do this. This isn't fun light. <laughs> it's fun and light. I would rather talk about torture. <laughs> this is torture. Yeah. Who still uses a carpet duster? No one. These chicks do, yeah. What was the context of that? I don't really understand. There was a guy, yeah, there's a couple guys like washing a car and then like eating a burger on the hood of it. Yeah, it didn't make any why. sense to me. I also, let me ask you this. Like, what? They're trying to say like they can be in business and they can be in charge, but why, like why are they referring to themselves? Like I know it's like sort of tongue in cheek that they're saying bitch, but it's like uh-huh. they're just doing things that guys would do. Like they're just acting like guys. Right. Yeah, bottle popping. Yeah. But like, is that really success? No. To like act as though you're a man, so you're successful. Well, doesn't that kind of defeat the whole that's purpose what, of like being a woman and being able to do it your way? Exactly. But that's what I mean. You should be able to act like act like however you want yeah but if you're feminine and whatever you should be able to do that and also be in charge i don't understand this video it's only much like get- i don't understand gamergate they're very Joe, do you similar. have anything on gamergate i do have a little thing okay. on gamergate oh, god damn it <laughs> all right Yeah, I don't have a dick, but 
It does make you a fool that you don't have a dick. <laughs> So ter this is really terrible. Here, I think she's gonna start rapping in a second, and then we can turn it off. Ew, this girl sucks. Let me take a moment to clarify what I'm saying. I'm a dope ass bitch, and in business I'm staying. Overqualified, but I don't get respect. I'm a dope ass bitch, and in business I'm staying. <laughs> <laughs> That's so bad. Maybe this is jealous because my nuts are all protected. You say babies are for girls. To my stay-at-home fuck toy she has. Also, yeah. I don't think any... I mean, yeah, maybe in business people say that, I guess. But, like, I think you could have a baby and also still have a job. <laughs> yeah, I think people have done that. Yeah. I'm, I'm not... I don't know if there's any confirmed cases, but I've heard of it being done. <laughs> let's just let's just hear the end of this uh, this hot, hot verse. About having it all, because I'm a bitch in business, just swinging my balls. Oh. sugar and spice and everything nice. And gunpowder and Cubans and bourbon, no ice. I didn't get that. Ground. She said she doesn't need a, a hand mirror. Like she's implying that she sees pussies in her everyday life. Oh. Man, she's not putting a hand mirror in front of her own okay. quote pussy and taking a peek at it. This girl is uh, the worst. And it's not because she's a bitch in business. It's just because she's the worst. But no, the the, yeah, that's one of the better qualities of her. Yeah, that she has a good job, because sure. Yeah. I did like the eggs. I'm a bitch. Eggs freezing. She's she's gonna save that shit for later when she's done being a bitch. Brief dropping. <laughs> Are you stunned by this? Yeah, I hate it. <laughs> I, know, I do too. I just don't understand most of the video, I guess. Yeah, I don't know what their point was. Like, this doesn't make anybody I'm sure that they're working with be like, oh, we should take these girls seriously now. No, they probably all lost their jobs by this I point. I hope so. I really <laughs> yeah. hope they did. Like, yeah. Or, like, I don't know. I, I, I don't get it. I don't get the video. I don't like it. And I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> I mean, that's a fair reaction to it. I got to feel like, Joey, you, you liked that? Uh, I did, actually, yes. I. What did you like about okay. it? Okay, I like the fact that these three individuals came together and were able to create a parody of a song, and they went full throttle with what they wanted to do, and they got it done. But, uh, but uh, is that how the song, does the song sound like that, the real song? Yes. Okay. So, because it just I, the well, fact I that, play, like, I can't believe you've never heard. I gotta play a, a song called All About That Bass. You would think the parody would have a, a title similar sounding to that. Yeah, they shoehorned a lot of those lyrics in there. They did. Um, I like that word, that term, shoehorning lyrics. Yeah, that's uh, that's an old Opie and Anthony thing where they they would complain when the people would do like parodies or like Scott and Todd on like regular radio would do a parody oh, and they okay. would try to fit a word that just doesn't fit, fit in there, yeah. but it's like whatever. We yeah, that's what they were doing. All right, I apologize if uh, an ad plays before this. I, I was just gonna play the Megan Trainer thing real quick for Andy. Hold on. Um, oh, it's gonna play an ad. I think you motherfuckers. And her, uh, her, uh, whatever. Don't who's Megan Trainer? She's the girl that sings all about that bass. You know who? Um, I don't know who this person is, but have you heard of Saint Vincent? 
Yes. Yeah. She's a, a, a woman, I gathered. Uh, from She was on WTF the other day. Great interview. Oh, okay. Yeah, it was awesome. What did you like about her? Uh, I don't know. She just seemed like I. I'm kind of one of these people where I listen to the to the new WTF every time it comes out. Like I'm like waiting for the new ones to come out. Right. And the thing about that show is you kind of like every guest. Like there are some where you're like, oh, that person's a douchebag. But like, but you you just get to know every person so well that you're like, yeah, I could get behind what they're doing. <laughs> right, like, right, right. You know right. what I mean? Like, yeah. No. Of course. Yeah. yeah. Um. All right. Here is here's all about that basic mega trailer. This is the real song. Because you know I'm all about that bass, about that bass, no trouble. I'm all about that bass, about that bass, no trouble. I'm all about that bass, about that bass, no trouble. I'm all about that bass, about that bass, 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 bass. Yeah, it's pretty clear. I ain't no Okay, I got it. You got it? You know how I got I listened to that song like a bunch of times for like a week, and then, I, then it just got really old really quickly. It went away so fast. You you liked listening to that song. You enjoyed it. So I was sitting around. I, I do have one favorite thing about the song is what, she says "tribble" like trouble. Travel. Yeah. No travel. Okay. No travel. She was on Ellen. Uh, I don't know why the fuck I was watching Ellen. There's like a really there's like a bad vision of me where I'm like yeah. listening to Megan Trainer watching Ellen. There's a lot of questionable <laughs> things going on. It was just on. Life. I was home for Thanksgiving or whatever, and it was on. And uh, she was Your like football guest- was on too. <laughs> well, I was home for like a couple days. Okay. She uh she was like guest DJing, which I guess is something that Ellen does. Mm-hmm. And she kind of talks like uh like Eminem, Megan Trainer. She's like kind of like a weird accent kind of thing going. Really? Is she from Detroit also? I don't know where the fuck. Let's she's see where from. she's from. All right, do a little Megan Trainer research. All right. While, I don't uh, I don't know. Okay. While Andy is looking that up. She's mm-hmm. from Nantucket. Who's born in Nantucket? She is. Yeah, I don't know. You know guys. what? I actually like a band uh, I don't know if they're together anymore, but they were, were they from Nantucket or Martha's Vineyard? I think they were from Nantucket too. Wow. Well, maybe she's, she knows them. Maybe. I mean, there's only like 200 people on that. I, I had one of the best things ever happen to me on Nantucket. I don't Ooh, want to tell do, the story. You but, don't want to tell the story? No, what does it involve? Uh, Sexual intercourse with Megan Trainer? No, not with Megan Trainer. but that, I, I there was like that and then there was other cool things that happened. But. That he brings up, he has a story, but won't. I know. Us. What the hell is that? What is that about? What is that about? It's just that it's not appropriate for the podcast. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see next week okay. when, when we have nothing to talk about. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> maybe. Uh, no, I'm just kidding, guys. We will. We have a lot of great stuff planned. This is the last thing I wanted to bring up. The uh, We don't have to get too far into it. They're, apparently, today or tomorrow, they're launching, by they, I mean the Army, is launching a billion-dollar surveillance blimp over Maryland. Okay. It took uh, t- 18 years and $2.8 billion. They're launching two blimps, actually. Uh, it was intended to be a missile defense system. A blimp? A blimp. Mm-hmm. Like a huge blimp. Two blimps. That doesn't seem like an effective war tool. Great point. That's true because they scrapped it. It used to be 30. They were trying to make 36 of them. They only they cut it down to two. <laughs> and now they're just going to be used as surveillance blimps. And this is what's interesting about it. They have a 340-mile radius they can see. Oh. Okay. So they're just so now over Maryland, from Maryland to- Why like, is it over Maryland? Because that's where they built it, I guess. Oh, but it's going to go other places. No, it doesn't have to. It's just going to fly over Maryland, and it can see 340 miles in all directions. That's great, but what... What purpose is but, it serving? Yeah, what purpose is that serving? I, is it protecting... What, protecting D.C.? Well, that's what they're claiming, but they can... But think about the all the implications of privacy concerns and things like that. Like, they can, they can, tar- they can literally spot a car, a truck, a boat, 340 miles away. 
<laughs> and how high up in the air is the blimp? Uh, that I don't know. Uh, Pretty who, high up, though. But it's huge. What about the Hinden Peter? That was a huge issue. <laughs> and that was a mistake. Yeah, well, yeah. I don't think these are... They, they will continuously be in the air for three years. I feel unless, like, <laughs> unless bad weather or like it needs maintenance or something. I feel like you could be on the ground, shoot like a single nine millimeter bullet at and a blimp, and you're destroying that thing. No, I like think it's, it's going to be way down. too high up. Well, no, that it'll probably be able to defend against if it's supposed, supposedly it's able to defend like missiles. So it has those like those... Um, missiles that like the uh air force one has where like if it has a missile coming at it one's like shoot like out and explode it in the air yeah i think that's what it would be i yeah. would hope but uh, who knows if that's actually going to work but really i think to me this seems just like a thing that they're putting up in the air to be able to like spy, spy on, on anything yeah yeah on all the drug dealers in baltimore pretty <laughs> fucking crazy yeah yeah or whatever yeah. yeah or anywhere it's a the way the article i think it was on the intercept yeah the intercept which is uh glenn greenwald um what the hell's his name? Jeremy Scahill. It's like their their website. Uh-huh. Um, it said it's the size of Texas in distance. Like that's how far they could see from this thing. Oh, I thought you meant the blimp. I was like, that no, that would be scary. insane. Yeah. Could you? That would actually be cool. I'd actually be in favor of that. All right. So anyway, so guys, keep your eyes open when you see those two giant fucking blimps over Maryland. They see you. They see you giving roadhead. <laughs> they see you rolling that joint in the car. Be aware. Be careful. Big brother. Keep is your watching. heads on a swivel. Yeah. Uh, all right. I'm done. So, Joey, Andy. Oh, my God. Look about? at the size of these blimps. Yes. That's what I'm telling you. It's Holy cow. Crazy. Yeah. Wow. And it's weird looking, too. It has like a dick. Yes. They're <laughs> the Jay Lens, they're called. The, the Jay Lenos? The Jay Lenos, yeah. That's his chin That's sticking his chin. off the bottom? <laughs> is that what it is, really? Yes. The, the Jay uh-huh. Lenos, the Joint Land Attack Cruise Missile Defense Elevated Netted Sensor System, which is wow. a mouthful, but and it was created by Raytheon. Go do a little research about Raytheon. You want to trust these people to have the ability My to My grandfather uh, used to work for them. No shit. Well, he must have been really smart, but yeah. that's an evil corporation. Yeah. Uh, I think. No, was it Raytheon? It was one of those companies. Okay. Well, he's really smart then, obviously. But. Okay, yeah. Uh, not taking that away from them, but it's not a great company. No. Um, all right. So, Andrew, do you got anything or what's up? Um, I mean, I have one thing that's more of an opinion that I just wanted to get out there. Do you ever watch, like, do you watch TV ever? Not Either like, li- you? Not like live TV, really. No. Okay. Peter Pan was awesome. The TV show? Yeah. They just did the live musical. Oh. oh, you're fucking disgusting. Also, puddle of sperm. Remember, you got to fit that in somewhere. Okay. Well, anyway, so I was home last night, and I was watching a TV show, and I was just getting... Okay, because the thing that I don't like about TV, and I guess it's now that, that we work in the world of production, right. um, y- you understand how, like... I get that, like, it's hard to act with a camera in your face. It's hard to, for, especially for reality TV, it's hard to act like you're just going about doing, like, daily activities or whatever your show is centered on, which that's what most of them are, right. is following these people around with things they do. And it's it's hard to act like you would when you're normally doing it because you're not like we've we've been on many shoots like there's like camera guys there's sound guys like you're like you're not just going through your typical day with a camera following you it there's like set scenes yeah you know? and especially in like a reality tv where they're saying like okay today you're gonna go to the bowling alley and like they're not gonna have shoes that fit it's right like, so see what happens you know like, <laughs> yeah it's, it's enhanced reality or whatever. exactly yeah, but reality. it just i don't know and the acting especially on the shows is just i feel like it's getting worse and worse and worse and it's so it's it's almost like makes you cringe sitting there watching the show oh, well what were you watching that made you cringe 
Uh, I was watching. Okay. The, see, see, okay, oh, wait, here we go. He's going to say what he's watching, but he made fun this. of me for listening to all about that bass. I was watching the Real Housewives. So no, no, no. I was watching. It wasn't any of those shows. <laughs> I was watching Duck Dynasty last night because uh, there was a marathon of it. And that show, when it first came out, they're okay. They've been doing that show for since 2012. They're through seven seasons of that show already. <laughs> 76 nice, yeah. episodes. Right. Okay. That show was good when it first came out. Like the first two seasons, I liked it. I like hunting. I like fishing. It was fun to watch because uh, all of the shit they were doing was somewhat realistic. Right. But and they were already good at being on camera because that company they had made like hunting DVDs for like years, so oh, they were like comfortable okay. in front of cameras. So like the jackass of uh, like hunting shit. Sure. Yeah. Because yeah, they run like the biggest duck haul company. That's all great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, but just like watching the show, it went from like really like didn't seem scripted at all to now it's and I know they claim it's like real, but like dude, just some no, of the episodes I was watching. I was like, you're like, you're losing the integrity of the show so badly just to create more content. And it's like, well, just, yeah. just to try and make these funny situations that are so far from organic that it's almost hard to watch. Right. I've only seen maybe an episode, like not a full episode, but like I, I tuned in when it was sure. at its height. I do understand the appeal of it because it has a very like um, classic, uh, like almost sitcom-y kind of vibe to it. But sure. like, to me, it seemed scripted right off the bat, like when I was watching. And this is like at its height. Right. Mm-hmm. It was always been scripted, but I definitely understood. Like they were at a, do- I don't know if you saw this episode, they were at a donut like I have seen place. that episode, yeah. That's, that's what I was watching. And I was like, okay, I get it. Like They throw characters. down eating the donuts. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> and they're having like a, who can eat the most donuts? Me, Cleb, or Janket, whatever <laughs> yeah. their names are. And uh, Cleb or Janket is what I'm guessing their names are. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, but yeah, Cleb. like, I, <laughs> but that one is like, it's not as offensive to me as some of the other reality shows. Like I, like yeah. they, like it's almost better because it's a little scripted. You know what I mean? Right. But then, but not that I like the show. No, right? but there are so many shows there, and I don't. Again, I don't know where this came from. I was just watching TV, and I was thinking about the job that we do, and like, and I always try to think of this whenever we're shooting something. I try and think of how it's gonna come across, how it's gonna mm-hmm. translate when we're watching it in the fucking editing room. Yeah, of course. And you want to make things as real as possible and and i know that's all in the actors and that's hard like i can't do it right um you can do it no i can't you we made that one video and then <laughs> i thought you were good at it too anyway but um the but, weed news behind the scenes go check it out yeah go check it out it was uh it was fun but yeah i just i guess i was just thinking of that and you know how this some of these shows used to be good and now they're kind of just they're pushing them too hard to try and make things funny when it's when it's just not right well that's the case i think with a lot of um particularly american tv like even the office when it first started like the american version obviously the british version is is genius and they got to stop it after three years or whatever it's like they they got to choose when to end it the office here when it first started great show i mean it's legitimately funny really well written great characters after six seven eight nine years it's like just just end it, but there's no desire on the part of an NBC to end that show when it's still getting views, even if the content is so derivative and fucking boring. And right. Like, just stupid, like, oh, Andy's the boss now? Shut up. It's terrible. Well, in yeah. that case... Andy uh, Bernard, not Andy Genelosi. I, I prefer Andy to be the boss. See, yeah. in that case, Thanks. Uh, I blame the public more than I blame the company because they're still watching it. If it's that bad, just stop watching. 
Yeah, no, I get, I get yeah, that. Yeah, no doubt about it, right. But, um, but it, that just doesn't happen, and it's so amazing to me, like... Like you said, but why would NBC ever want to stop that show? It's still making millions of fucking dollars yeah, every season. Yeah, they're going to run it into the ground. They don't right. care. Right. It's I, not and about I, content for them. Right. And I, I have to admit, I like. I would like to think I would maintain my artistic, artistic integrity for a lot of whatever show I was working on or a movie, whatever. But, dude, when they're waving those dollars in front of you being like, listen, man, we can do this show for another fucking six years. Exactly. And, that, and that could be like up to like 50 to 75 million dollars in your pocket. Uh, I'm sorry, man. I'm doing it. Absolutely. Like well, yeah. this life is so like it could be you could be up one second and then way back down the next second. And I think if you're ever offered that kind of security, you got to stack as much money as you possibly can because things can end very quickly, especially in our career. Yeah, no doubt about it. And that's what we're talking about. It goes back to what we were talking about with uh, the politics thing. It's like the money's going to talk at a certain point. It's like you're willing to put some of your uh, morality or ethics or whatever to the side when they're waving a shitload of money. Look at Dave Chappelle. He's one of the only ones that comes to mind when they're giving him $50 million. And he turned it down. Like Mm -hmm. you're compromising what i'm trying to do here and i don't feel like it's good anymore and he he walked that's yeah that's incredible it takes so one, much integrity you know? one of the best skits on Chappelle show they ever did was the one where he where they like have you seen it where he's like going to all these different places after they announced he's in the barbershop uh, yeah he's in the barbershop yeah. in jamaica that's the old like, price yeah that's the old <laughs> pay up now 11 in cash <laughs> and then uh the fucking guy at the car wash the asian guy he's like let me get a picture with you pulls up the shirt like, oh me. shit yeah. uh that was the lost episodes right yeah like, it was yeah, the yeah. lost episodes it's dude, so dude uh, the Chappelle show really is spectacularly oh, funny yeah, yeah. I mean, it's so fucking good um all right, Joe, you're sitting there so patiently like a little cutie boy. Oh, thank you. Uh, what do you got, Joey? I wanted to touch upon the hackers and what happened with the Sony incident. Okay. Yeah, I uh, yeah, I, I told you we talked this week. I'm like peripherally kind of paying attention to it. Like I, yes. I am aware of what happened, but yeah, I don't have like okay. uh, intimate details. Do you have quotes from these emails and shit? What, I, I, I have a few quotes here and All there. All right, so go ahead, Joe. You take the reins. Let, let's see. Okay. This is just the beginning. <sighs> We obtained all your internal data. If you don't obey, we will release all your top secrets. And who said that, Obama? GOP. <laughs> Who's GOP? Okay. <laughs> the hacker group is known as Guardians of Peace. Okay. Okay. So they have a title. And it started on Monday, November 24th. They, they hacked it up, and there was a screenshot that, that took that appeared on every Did you computer. say they hacked it up, meaning like they did some hacking? Yeah, they did some hacking. You call it hashtag hacked it up? Yes. Nice. I'm going to now, though. Okay, great. You're, you're okay. a hack. So they deleted... This would have been a perfect opportunity if you'd be like, shut up, puddle of spam, and I would have been quiet. <laughs> yeah. So I'm just not going to do it now. So they deleted... You're disappointing the fans, but... So they got 10 gigabytes of okay. Sony so information. That's a good amount. Oh, okay. especially if it's documents? 10 that's a gigabytes. Yeah. yeah. Now, to give you an idea what that is, that's every written document in the Library of Congress. Are you serious? Yes. That's you, how big how, 10 gigabytes. Where'd you get that from? I read it in an article. Are, the Library of Congress only has 10 gigabytes? That can't be right. Yeah. Because it's only it's only oh. paper. Yes, Andy? Nothing. I just got an email. From a listener? No. Okay. so with- You're being mysterious <laughs> as fuck today. You're like, something amazing happened to me on Nantucket, but I can't talk about it. <laughs> I can't. <laughs> I, I wish I could, but I can't. All right. Joey, go ahead. Within the 10 gigabytes that was stolen... Four unreleased films was also uh, released, update, you know, put onto the internet. Name those films. Okay. Furry with uh, 
uh, Guy Fieri's documentary? Leonardo DiCaprio. Did you say Fieri? Fieri. Brad Pitt. Is it Brad Pitt? Yeah, Fury. Yeah, Fury. That wasn't out yet? It wasn't out. Oh, wow. Nobody, nobody oh, wants to see that movie. One week difference. I do. Where those guys are sitting in the tank and they're like, best job ever. <laughs> yeah. Now, Annie. I'm out. You're out. <laughs> I'm out. Annie. 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 Oh, that's The new one. Guess what? What? I love that idea. I like Jamie Foxx and the, I little, do like the, Jamie the Fox. little black girl being in Annie. Why the fuck not? Oh, that's I didn't great. know about that. Jamie Foxx plays what is it, Daddy, Daddy Warbucks? Warbucks? Yeah, yeah. And uh, Annie is played by a, a adorable little black girl. Is she? Is her hair red? No, it's not. But it's you know, it's uh, <laughs> is it that curly like, like Annie? That they yeah. do? No, oh, no, no, no. That'd be f- weird. That would be weird. Uh, I like it. I think it's good. Okay, People that's... who don't like that, it's like you're f- just a dumb racist. People that because there are people I, that I, I'm not like, going to see the movie. No, I'm that not going to see it either. But, no, no, I'm not saying don't. No, if you don't see it, that's fine. I'm not going to see it either. Okay. But people are like are up in arms and Annie's not white. Oh. It's like, oh, shut up. Like, that's what's going on in your life. Right. You have you have to be up in arms about, about a fucking production of a play? Right. Okay. Okay. Sorry, Joey. It's all right. Uh, Mr. Toner, which I have no idea, and just two other movies. It's about I the teacher on them. Boy Meets World. It's like a long form. <laughs> Still Alice. <laughs> Still Alice. Still Alice. What is that? Don't oh. know. I'm just reading titles. That's about... Uh, oh, you didn't... No, Marin... Uh, mentioned on his podcast about that movie i forget who's in it but it's about this woman who like had alzheimer's really early oh, like okay. really advanced like really early in her life and so, so she was was it still amy still alice still alice so she was still alice even with the disease i'm guessing is the title. that makes sense okay great and then to write love on her arms I, I don't know what that is. <laughs> what are you saying? Okay, so <laughs> they released the so they released movies uh, that nobody really cares okay. about. Where did they release the movies? Onto like um, uh, onto BitTorrent, so people could download them oh, illegally. Okay. Got it. Okay, let me ask you this question, Jim, yes. before you keep going. Do mm-hmm. you think that this a Do you think that this actually was North Korea? Because I don't. Think I do it not was. know. And do you think that this has anything to do with the Pirate Bay going down over the last couple of days? Which I don't use the Pirate Bay. I don't think it does. I, I, I don't just use it think either. there's several things. No, that, nobody really uses it. I mean, no, I I don't believe they're connected. It's just Palos. Just weird. But if they were connected, that's I don't know. It's just, interesting. Just throwing things out there. Go sure. Ahead. Now the more important thing, string theory, was uh, a lot of information that was obtained within the ten gigabytes uh-huh. was social. I don't believe you numbers, on that number, by the way. There's got to be more. In the, I'm gonna look at emails uh-huh. and other things that are password protected. The hackers gave journalists mm-hmm. the passwords to all the documented uh, information. Oh. So we're talking about salaries sure. and all the things that were happened to be released onto the internet and every so often on different days I, I have a document and I can read them if you want but they released huge caches of data online mm-hmm. that you can access sure so it, like one day would be like hundreds of documents another day would be what the 17 executives were making per year oh what uh, are they making per year a lot of money tell okay I don't have the actual figures but the interesting thing that did uh, that they were talking about was that 16 out of the 17 executives all happened to be men Oh, interesting. Well, not so surprising, I suppose. Not surprising, but what about these bitches in business? Yeah, yeah, what about them? The well, they obviously don't work there. They <laughs> no, probably no, don't they work don't. anywhere. What anymore, was that figure to be honest, again? But. Ten gigabytes. No, 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 no. no. About ten. What gig- you just said about <laughs> what you just said about the executives? How many? Where they were seven, out of, sixteen out of seventeen. But yeah, there the was also that, six. The one is that Amy Pascal, who's like a, a real yes. annoying per, based on her emails. She's awful. Also, by the way, uh, Joey, yes. it's 10 terabytes, not gigabytes. 
I meant 10 gigabytes. Uh, that's what I meant. I apologize. Okay, so say I was right. You were right. Thank you. I, I, I was saying the less. I meant Yeah, because gigabytes, it's like I could have 10 gigabytes. I meant teragigs. I'm sorry. Terabytes still seems small, but that at least makes more sense. Yeah, it does. Because it's a... Th- yeah, whatever. Go ahead. Oh, look at this guy. You know what? You're dragging the show to a halt. <laughs> All right. But the more interesting thing was recently on uh, Tuesday, December 16th, the hackers... Uh, sent an email to the press about the movie, The Interview. Right. Well, this is like the the big news. The big news. Today or yesterday, yeah. And the interesting thing was, uh, the quote was, remember the 11th of September, 2001. We recommend you keep yourself distant from... Talking to the mic. ...from these places at that time. So they were invoking September 11th that they were going to do terrorist attacks, I guess, on the theaters themselves that showed The Interview, which is a film by Sony. Right, well, an AMC and like Regal Theaters totally pussed out. <laughs> they pulled the release. They're not releasing this movie. They won't house it. Like, come on, man. The, who? They're not going to bomb. A mo- Maybe they bomb one movie theater. Yeah, I mean, I don't think they're going to. Though, no, I don't sense. think they will either. I'm, I, I don't know, man. That's a that's a bummer. It, it really feels like. Uh, I mean, I think the biggest thing is we all have to just remember that it's a fucking movie. Right, like, absolutely. And it's not that's what this, we were talking about before. What about like, the South Park episode where they released the sketch of uh, Muhammad or whatever, yeah, and they were all yeah. threatening terrorists? Right, but that's and, ballsy. Like they did yeah. it. Go for it. Yeah, yes, exactly. good. Now, you can't just let these people. I mean, here's but the thing. I, it's a movie. It doesn't actually matter. Uh, but you can't let these groups, whoever they are, I don't believe it's North Korea, like solely, if at all. But you can't just let these fucking groups be like, no, you can't. Like, we live in a free world, pal. Yeah. Let, you know, let it rock. But also, stop, stop it. If you hear people being like, the way to get them back is to buy nine copies of the DVD when it comes out. Shut up. No, you don't have to buy it. the fucking movie. It doesn't matter. Don't help Sony out. The Sony pussed out. They're stupid. Now, Andrew. Yes. Are you ready to find out how this connects to Gamergate? Sure. Okay. Seth Rogen, October 15th, tweeted to Alec Baldwin about not about stop supporting Gamergate. Okay. So two days ago, all the Gamergaters were tweeting at Seth Rogen. What was Rogen. Alec Baldwin doing? What, how was he supporting Gamergate? Like, what you side you remember the whole Zoe Quinn thing when we he talked about it originally? Zoe Quinn? The other Alec Baldwin, the one from Firefly and all that? Oh, right. I'm sorry. Good. Okay. Yeah, I remember. Yeah, so we went through all that. Yes. And then, so Seth Rogen tells him to stop supporting this. So two days ago, everyone from Twitter found it ironic that he was supporting the people who was against Gamergate being doxxed and all that, and he's the one who just got doxxed and had his movie taken away. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's not exactly the same, but that's interesting. Do you think that there's any, other than that, like, just coincidental thing? Do you think that possibly some hackers involved in Gamergate don't like Seth Rogen? They I think that's like a they're taking it Because to me, it just seems like a hacker group might take advantage of the situation knowing that, like, oh, we could probably get this blamed on North Korea and we could do some damage for no reason. Right. Well, see, the, the, the thing that seems interesting to me was um, James Franco was on Saturday Night Live. Right. Uh-huh. And he made the joke about his email and all that. And then a couple of days later, then there were threats about the movie. So I'm wondering uh-huh. if, if he didn't say anything. Would that have escalated I mean, to uh, a threat on the movie? I don't know. I'm not sure if North Koreans are hanging out watching Saturday Night Live. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> That's a fair point. I mean, I don't think really anybody watches 
these days. But <laughs> I actually, yeah, I do. I haven't watched the last like several weeks. I don't know. It's just, uh, I don't know. I lost interest in it. Although yeah. I will say that like the new comics, like Michael Che, Pete Davidson, all those guys, oh, they're, yeah. doing, they're doing a good job. I would love to work on the show. I mean, let's, let's, <laughs> let's not say anything we don't mean here. Right. But. Uh, well, all right, Joe, do you got anything more on, on the Sony thing? No, nah, that's, 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 the that's whole, about it. The whole Kabbalah. And all if right. anything comes up, I'll definitely let you know. But uh, the one interesting thing, though, is there's a class action lawsuit that the 6,000 employees, I, I don't know how many of them, are trying to fire against Sony for not taking the correct steps to protect the data that was released. Oh, mm. okay. Now, this is interesting because interesting. years ago, Sony was hacked. Uh, the PlayStation oh, Network yeah. was hacked. Yeah, I remember. 2011 and all of that. And the one guy who was the head of it said that he would not spend $10 million to prevent eight million, uh, to prevent like eight million dollars worth of <laughs> data getting out. Right? Uh-huh. So it turns out that the ballpark figure that's of how much this—that's called being short-sighted. Yes, exactly. And the ballpark figure that keeps on being thrown around is one hundred seventy million dollars <laughs> that mm-hmm. Sony has been cost due to the the hack and all the information being. Not right. to okay. mention what they're going to lose in terms of. But this it's a movie shit ton more coming. money than that. Yeah, not, sure. not to mention what they're going to lose in terms of this movie not coming out. Business relationships that are going to be fucked because of this now, like yep. uh, the celebrities they kind of trashed. Like, yeah, I mean, they're, yeah, I mean, it's a, not a good situation for Sony. The good news is it doesn't fucking matter. <laughs> yeah, like, I mean, true. it matters to Sony, but like, it doesn't affect us really. No, it doesn't. It's not a bank failure. Like, right. It's just the Sony fan. It's okay. James Franco and, and uh, Seth Rogen made more movies. Go check them out. And Pineapple Express. And oh, then the uh, the other company that's kind of sort of involved is MGM, who okay. owns the rights to uh, James Bond. Sure. An early version of the next Bond movie was also leaked. Spectre. 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 Right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I mean, whatever. The, the, sad stuff. Yeah, that's that's annoying. Well, the new Tarantino one that he was working on got leaked as well. Like, yeah. That was a while ago, but True. had nothing to do with it. Yeah, I mean, I don't know, whatever. It's sort of, it's an interesting thing to just keep your eye on, but like, it's, again, it doesn't really matter. See, yeah. The thing that boggles my mind the most of all the crazy shit that has happened in the last 10 years that a bunch of hackers decide to invoke 9-11 well, because they know because it just, it gets attention, right? It like just seems you, can, you invoke nine eleven, you get attention. It's, a, it's dude. That that's all they did in the torture shit leading up to it. It's like nine eleven, nine eleven, protecting yeah. your family, nine eleven, mass casualty yeah. attack. Everybody knows you say nine eleven, somebody's going to pay attention, right? You know, so they're, they're just smart. Like nine eleven, hackers 9/11. are tuned in to the internet, right? They're tuned into the way that things work, sure. The way information travels, what gets Why your attention, what doesn't, what. Nothing. Okay. So, so you don't think it's North Korea? So, who do you think it is then? Just well, I, six hackers that happen in, like, is, is anonymous somehow? So, yeah. To me, this? That's no. I don't think anonymous. Anonymous seems like they basically have a pretty good compass on what they should be doing. Like, I don't think they would do this shit unless Sony, you know, did something really fucked up. But mm-hmm. like, no, they get involved in more like social justice type stuff. Yeah, they do. Anonymous. Like, they're not. They're not. They're no, not they just hacking for fun like this. Right, and they wouldn't. I don't think they would threaten. Um, like threaten 9-11 attacks no like that, I, I that's not so. their game like, no that's not what they do no and actually the way they phrase it right where it was like remember remember sep- the 11th of september yeah that's the remember remember the 5th of uh, november. november like that's somebody trying to get anonymous blamed for it yeah okay. the, the, this is the thing with it to me it doesn't seem like it has the level of sophistication that would rise to like a china or united states or whatever right doesn't seem like it's North Korea. If it is North Korea, it's probably them at, like getting someone to do it mm-hmm. for them, or it's just some some hacker group 
to or it was Obama. Take advantage. Yeah, or obviously, right, it was Obama because they made those jokes about him liking uh, Django Unchained and stuff like that. Sure. So, uh, so he but, probably knew that and then was like, I'm going to fuck him. Believe yeah. it or not. Michelle, um, Michelle, get your hacking tools. Ooh, yes. Obama actually did come no. up. Sony, no. With, with the Sony uh, thing. Um, do you happen to remember the email? That was a spot emails? on impression. <laughs> it's a good Obama, right? <laughs> yeah. You, you, you guys happen to remember about the remember, remember. being the sent? The 11th September. Nope. So, we will go to Cuba. So apparently there was two people at Sony that were emailing each other. And it was about uh, Obama's favorite movies. Yeah, Django Unchained. Which happened to be all black. These things. are such hack like jokes that they made. <laughs> They're like, I bet Obama likes hustle and flow. It's like, oh, shut up, you fucking white nerd. Yeah. They're such nerd. They're just nerds. That that's Django Unchained was a dope movie though. Django Unchained's one of my favorite movies. Is it? Yeah, yeah it's, it's great. Terrific. It's great. And controvert here comes a controversial statement. Okay, make it. I feel like Django Unchained made slavery seem more brutal than 12 years of slave did. Okay. Like, I, I think if you're going to compare the two in terms of the subject material, I can that see cover, that. I think Django Unchained does a better job of making you go like, wow, that was fucked. Like, yeah, sure. there's some brutal scenes in 12 years of slave and like, it's emotional. Maybe yeah. More. Mm-hmm. But in terms of like pure brutality, I thought Django Unchained did a really good job. I thought that's a fucking great movie. Oh man! And Leonardo DiCaprio got snubbed, not getting. Dude, I was just gonna say that. Yeah. What's it got, dude? Did you you heard about like that scene where he cuts his hand? Yeah, yeah, that was real. Yeah, no, <laughs> that I know. was real. Phenomenal. And the man, and he knew the scene was so good. He was like, "I'm not breaking character. I'm finishing this." And <laughs> nice. like, that was a huge gash in his hand. What's it gonna take to win a fucking Oscar? I don't know. I don't understand. Eh, you know what? He's got a yacht full of women, so he does right. what he wants. But right, but he should win. That's nice. A yacht full of women would be nice. Yeah, yeah. And I just want to end on this note with the whole Sony issue. Okay. The hackers promised a Christmas gift. I think they released it. They released, I believe, oh, you're saying on Christmas On Day. Christmas. But I thought the they promising. released the president or whatever of Sony. They released like 45,000 of his emails. They did. They emptied his whole inbox. Well, what do you think that Christmas surprise is going to be, Joey? I don't know. I've just... But why don't you guess? I... I think it would be ironic if it was actually they themselves upload the interview. M- you know, make it available for people to see. I mean, it's possible. I don't know if that would be stunning, though, to anybody. I mean, I'm sure that you would. Well, I guess. Does the CEO know. of Sony have a sex tape, maybe? Yeah, nobody wants that, though. No? no I, I mean, I would, well, I would check it out. <laughs> but, like, I'm not clamoring for it. I would check it, it out. I'd take a peek at it. <laughs> Uh, what if they released the interview, but instead of it being Seth Rogen and James Franco, uh-huh. they just spliced in Bill and Hillary Clinton's heads and like put all like heads of state <laughs> on all the actors in it. <laughs> and then at the end, they just kill Obama instead of Kim Jong-un. I'd be careful what you say. I don't, I'm not rooting for that. <laughs> <laughs> Good answer. Yeah. yeah that that just got uncomfortable. Yeah. No, okay. but you know what I mean? Because at the no, end of the I movie, don't. that's what they're, I, no, at the I'm end, a patriot, sir. <laughs> at the end of the movie they kill Kim Jong-un apparently yes, in like a spectacular I, I know. manner yeah. so I was just I was just saying okay great now do you feel like a putter of sperm hey worked it in ta-da good ta-da. job Jay ta-da, did ta-da, you have something ta-da. on Cuba or what I mean I feel like nah I'm good. you don't feel like getting into it okay nah. we're drowning here we can now bring in shit from Cuba so good yeah it's cigars yes, I would love great. a Cuban cigar they're very good they Never are delish 
Yeah, they I really, don't know if you can use that to describe a cigar. My dad's a big cigar smoker. He's all about them. You can say delish. You, I'm okay you with could, it. Could right? Sure. Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah, I've smoked one Cuban cigar, and you can actually taste it. I mean, it's oh yeah, amazing. absolutely. They're like creamy. They're they're good. They're delish. Good fuck. Yeah, they're delish. Sure. Period. Um, okay. All right, guys. Listen, we're gonna end this episode with a song called "Tembler" off the album Grant by our friend Brian Wilson's band, You Bred Raptors. We're yeah. probably going to try to get Brian Wilson on this um, show at some point oh my to God. talk cool. about he has a, a REM sleep disorder that is just fascinating, and I think we should talk about it. But There's a couple stories, that there were more than a couple stories that that kid yeah. has where you're just like, this can't be real, <laughs> but but you know it is. Yes, like You know it's 100% true. Oh, and he does a mean uh, Mexican Kermit the Frog. So. Yeah, so, we'll, so look <laughs> forward to we'll, that, guys. Yeah, we'll uh, that. But enjoy the song at the end by You Bred Raptors called Tembler. Check out uh, their Facebook, their Twitter, their Instagram, their website, whatever. Just go on Google, You Bred Raptors, and uh, they are awesome. Um, yeah. Check us out on Twitter, guys. I'm at Mansamp. That guy over there is at A underscore Lozy, L-O-Z-Z-I. And Joey? Joey from Jersey with a Z. Uh, our email is mandatorysampson at gmail.com, soundcloud.com slash mandatorysampson. Go on iTunes, rate, subscribe, download, do whatever you want. I think it'll be awesome. Yeah, I'll, um, I'll Instagram a, a picture of the uh, album because the the um, cover art is pretty dope. So, oh, okay, perfect. Yeah, you guys can check that. So, guys, thank you very much. We will. Uh, you'll be hearing from us on Christmas Day night. Uh, this mm. gets released on the Thursday. And... Um, we, that will have been recorded on Tuesday, so that's basically it. Yeah, it's going to be a fun week coming up. Yeah, so uh, everybody, enjoy yourselves. Happy Hanukkah to everybody uh, where that's applicable. Shabbat shalom. And uh, we will talk to you all very soon. Goodbye. <laughs>